Welcome to the red. No, 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 no. I'm back. I'm back, Chad. So (laughs) I'm going to do it. You know, you had your moment in the sun to shine hosting the podcast. But, uh, you know. Like doing the, I, I sh- you are a host of the podcast. I mean, doing <laughs> doing the intro, but I'm back. I'm back, everybody, and welcome to the Red Half of Sheffield podcast. This is a Sheffield United podcast by two American Blades fans. My name is Noah Snyder, and I'm joined, as always, by Chad Jarvis. And it's been a while since we've done one of these. It has been a hot minute, almost approaching a month, which is really crazy if you think about it you know yeah it is it, it it's good to have you back and uh the boys are back in town and yeah i think you're the reason why we have sucked ass over the last month um <laughs> i'm the i'm the good luck charm or me not being here is the bad luck charm is that what you're trying to say uh both <laughs> in one another i mean so- i i don't know man you, you, i think you not being here is the reason why We've not won since the international break. It picked up a what a whopping two points. Is it two of eighteen or three of eighteen? Whatever it is, it's fucking bad. It is <clears throat> bad. Um, our recent form and yeah, I mean, I I was abroad. For those who don't know, I was in Italy and I was also in England for a short period of time, but uh, not long enough to be able to make it up to Sheffield for a game at Bramall Lane, unfortunately. But we're still planning to come out hopefully in February. That would be amazing. I mean, Chad and I have to work out the details, the financials and all of that, but we are looking to make that happen. And I'll tell you what, I, I had I, for those of you who don't know, I had tickets for the last game against Norwich that we played like two years ago. I, I, I had my tickets. I had uh, my flight to England. Everything was planned. And then the pandemic happened, everything shut down, uh, and I wasn't able to go. So, you know, I mean, that was just kind of the luck that I had at the time. And uh, yeah, here we are two years on, two years plus on, and it'll be almost three years by the time hopefully I actually make it to Bramall Lane. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, how how have you been doing, Chad? What's what's, Uh, what's new with you? Not bad, just busy, but uh, having time to do the watch longs. I like. I want to sh- give a shout out to In Good Nick for the little. I don't know what you call it. The little highlight uh, video. Yeah, the little highlight video with. You know, he usually has those uh, reaction videos, and it's usually him with an expression on his face. And it's cool that he was able to make one of me. I was, <laughs> I kept throwing that around the internet. I was like, man, this is pretty cool. And then I mistyped, and it says, watch me go from happy to then a dad. <laughs> when I tweeted it because it came out, I typed it out wrong and whatnot. So, oh, yeah, it was fun. I just—I I uh, mean, that's—it's partially right. You're just not about to be a father, you know. Yes, yes, exactly. Yes, I mean, happy to sad to happy again to sad to oh happy oh wait we saved a penalty oh well. I was gonna say happy to dad is uh, that sounds like typical, you know. Yeah. You go from happy and then and then you're a dad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> maybe that's just my n- no children having self, uh, you know, kind of having that. <laughs> that ideology about it, you know, I would be in agreement with you on that. <laughs> well, Saturday, there certainly was a game of football that was played between Sheffield United and Norwich City. 
And what a wild one. I mean, here's the thing. We've, we haven't been great. We have not been great at all the last, what, five, six games. Uh, but the games have been entertaining. I mean, mm -hmm. a lot of the games have been at the very least entertaining. This one had pretty much everything. It had goals, it had a penalty, you know, it had a goalkeeping error. And man, I, and going into halftime, did you think we were going to pick up a, at least a point in this game? No, I had it, I believe, on the watch along, me and Robert gave our first half analysis and what do you see in the in the second half and i was like yeah this game's over i said norwich are probably gonna screw around with us for a little bit and then slot one pass and it'll go three we'll probably lose three nil we might nick a goal might be make it three one but i was like there's no way we come back i i mean just with the 11 we had out there i didn't not one bit that i like ever envision obviously obviously hecky got you know we were all clamoring for all the changes that he made. And I don't know if it was a bit more of squad rotation or something in an, or in another, but when we made those changes, damn, did we look like world beaters. We looked like the old blades team that started the season so hot. Yeah. And yeah. What would you say the last 30 minutes of the game? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we looked great. I mean, we made one, error and that was you know Egan's foul in the box on Nunez that mm -hmm. led to the penalty but I'd say without you know with that exception yeah we looked at the much better side especially in the last 30 minutes of the second half but yeah we, let's talk about that side that he threw out there an hour an hour before the game the lineup gets announced there's no McBurney there's no Njaye there's no Tommy Doyle and I mean, what are your thoughts when that lineup goes out? I mean, he got it so wrong. And, you know, you, you were talking, maybe it was some squad rotation right there, but I, I think at least two out of those three need to be starting every fucking game, man. Every game. Yeah. I, I thought about this in hindsight and I kind of read it a little later after the game. We probably should have rotated. Uh, like midweek against Coventry, you know, okay, we lost that one new on a, we probably should have got a, at least got a draw out of there if it wasn't a like moment of what are you doing by bash. But I think he almost used this as a rotation game. And he was like, I'm going to unleash the big dogs because he probably thought that the team he was going to put out there was going to keep it closer than two nil. And if it, I mean, if you take the goalkeeping gasp out of it, it's really only one nil at halftime. You know, we didn't create like, you know, that was on Davo to kicking it and ping ponging it off a of Pookie to go into the net. So even the I, second goal, though, I in my opinion, that's an, kind of an unacceptable goal to concede in the championship. Yeah, it's a defensive error slightly by Ahmed Hodzic, but D Davo's got to get to that ball. I mean, he just like it goes right under his outstretched arm. Yeah. And it, it did. Yeah. So that's where my th thoughts are like, okay, Hecky probably thought we were still in this game, even though we were two goals down. And he's like, okay, I'll unleash the dogs. I don't know, 60 minutes. That's when we started making the changes, 55 minutes. So well, Njaya came in at halftime to replace Mac. Yeah, that's yeah, that's right. Njaya came on at halftime, but it's almost like okay, let's see how how Njaya gets on, and if Njaya gets on, then we'll make the 
you know, McBurney didn't come in till the 64th minute. I mean, so, and that was after Benno's goal in the 62nd minute, but it was like almost a feeling out if, if, and Dai could get us back in the game, then Hecky was going to unleash more of them and like see how it goes. It's kind of like it was almost like a minute by minute type deal to be like, okay, you know, we're looking increasingly better. Okay, we're okay. I'm going to let him go out. I'm going to make another substitution. I'm going to make another substitution. Yeah. So we made, yeah, we made three, four subs, but we made three of them inside 64 from 45 to 64 minutes. And then we yeah. had the, the, the Kadra Billy sharp one in the 80th minute. So I, th- I think Hecky probably had it planned, planned a lot better than people think. And, you know, I've seen people, you know, Oh, he, he, he did get it wrong, but I wonder if it's almost a game inside of a game that he was playing. Yeah. I, I to me, in my humble opinion, no matter what you have to start two out of those three that I mentioned, um, just because I, I, our offense was so flat and like we were having so much trouble getting the ball like out of the midfield and like to our four, our more forward players um, throughout that first half. And I, it was completely reflective of that. No Doyle to distribute. I mean, Norwood, you know, I thought Norwood distributed pretty well. But, you know, I now that we have Fleck back, it's like Doyle and Fleck are like fighting for that position. But. I, I don't know. Doyle edges it every time for me. You know, I, I love Fleck. Don't get me wrong. I absolutely love John Fleck, but I just think Doyle is really doing it for us right now. He, he was one of the keys into why we were so good for that period that we were that good, you know? Yeah. And, and it was, it's more like, you know, Fleck just coming back from that injury. Of course, he's not going to be up to the fitness level and in game shape that Doyle is, but yeah, that's, that was a little weird that Fleck got that start. You know, I, I was kind of like, has Fleck been like tearing it up in training? You know, Doyle, did he does he have like a little niggling injury, something like that? Yeah, that was a question mark. But like I said, I don't I wonder if it's a game in, inside of a game. You know, heck he's never gonna let on to oh, you know, this was my whole plan the whole time. I guess he wants to be made look like and he doesn't really know what he's doing because a lot of people have been questioning his tactics over what would you say the last three, four three games? Yeah. 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 So absolutely. Well, let's get into this one. Uh, third minute, as we already mentioned, a clear downfield for Norwich looking for Pookie. Basham passes it back for Davies. He takes an awful first touch. Pookie closes him down. Davies hits it against Pookie. It winds up in the back of the net. Absolute horror show for Davies. And I mean, that's one of like, like I already kind of said, I mean, that's one of the worst goals I've seen us seen us concede in a long time, a long, long time. Yeah. More on that point. I mean, it just was one of those deals where he just hasn't had enough playing time, honestly, but you would like to think, you know, a a Welsh international goalkeeper, is going to do better than that. It almost co- like harkens back to Robin Olsen last year. Like yeah. Sweden's yeah. number one and he couldn't, he couldn't save a beach ball if they kicked it at him. Uh, but it's just one of those deals where, you know, you gotta be quicker on the trigger there to, to just dump it off. And just, if, if you feel him closing down, just bash it out of bounds, just kick it way over the stand out of the 
ground, whatever you got to do. Don't don't do something stupid he, he, like that. He could have literally played it anywhere else, mm-hmm. anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it probably would have been relatively safe. But he smashes it right into Pookie. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, under the cosh immediately in this one. Yeah, in a game that, you know, we all all know the, the final score, but in a game that we knew was going to be tight, you just can't have – inside of three minutes, you can't have an error there, man. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when I saw that go in, obviously I wasn't doing the watch along. I, I had to work, and so I was like, you know, uh, I was getting ready for work, had, had the game on like in the background, and I see that ball go in, and I'm just like, uh, here we go again. Here we go again. Anyway, 12th minute, shouts for a handball after Balduck headed a ball off of a corner into Joshua Sargent's arm, but nothing given. 13th minute after a weak header from Ahmed Hodzic, a long shot off of a volley by Giannoulis, and that's saved relatively easily by Davies. 15th minute, great idea here from a free kick one by Norwood. He dinks one over the top for Sharp, who is unfortunately caught in an offside position. But yeah, I mean, that's the kind of creativity that we need on some of these free kicks from outside the box, you know? Yeah, it is. It's good. You know, we love to work these trickerations into our, our set pieces now. And have you noticed that we've started to do like a lot more like, I don't know, back heels and tricky tricks and tricks and flicks and, you know, just random, like, like we're street ballers out there trying to play. I I feel like I notice more of that. And it's like, sometimes, you know, I used to get on the law firm's tail last year for when he would try and do all this weird shit and it would never work. And now we're doing it even even more and it kind of like you know it I don't know if it irritates me. It just like why do we get make the game so much more difficult for ourselves? Yeah. Yeah. I I mean I think when you're playing a side like Norwich, they're an experienced side. They're always, you know, up and down out of the Premier League and then winning the championship and then up in the Premier League and then back down again. I mean, you know, that's been their pattern the last four years. Um, you have to try maybe a little trickeration, uh, to coin a term right there, uh, yeah. to, to get past them. I'm inclined to agree with you. I, I think we should probably not be playing all those flicks and tricks. You know, I, I feel like every time I say that I, I owe dead bad a tenor, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do agree with you. I, I think, you know, we need to be a little bit more direct and, and not try as many, tricks you know yeah so 16th minute unfortunately we concede again here as a ball over the top that Ahmed Hodzic doesn't read right allows Pookie to get on it he slides it into the bottom right uh I'm sorry bottom left hand corner past a diving Adam Davies and I mean that's like we just said that's poor defensively for sure but Davies has to be saving that doesn't he yeah it's it's one that you would like to think you know if West doesn't, you know, get coined in a body slamming a, a player falling on top of a player, he's in goal and he probably makes that save. He just kind of pushes it away. But it is what it is, and I thought the world was falling at this point when we were down 2-0. It's just like, man, this – and, you know, we gave up the early goal, 
and we still didn't get like a, a stronghold in the game. Norwich just kept coming and coming and coming and coming. And then it, it led to their second goal. And then it just like, they kept piling the pressure on. We really didn't get a foothold in this game, honestly, for a good long while. No, I, I mean, I agree. And, and like we said earlier, that was owing to us not be able to, not being able to get the ball out of our, our own half at times, poor decision-making when we got the ball into the channels, um, you know, Ben Osborne crossing to absolutely nobody. And yeah. I'm not harping on Ben Osborne because I think overall, especially in that second half, he did have a good game. Um, but do I think he's a, our permanent left wing back? You know, he's not my first choice. Not yeah. at all. No, no, I, I'm inclined to agree with you too. He was terrible in the first half. And I, you know, Chat Rowe was lighting up on, on Chef United Way watch along like, Osborne's got to come off. He's been terrible. He's been terrible. And then when they didn't sub him off at halftime and he got the goal, everybody was like, oh, everybody wanted Osborne off. He scores a goal. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And speaking of which, Reese Norrington Davies, what's going on with him? I I didn't even – I knew that he was injured in the last game, but have you heard anything? No, it's it's kept close to the vest. United never releases anything. It, It looked pretty bad against Coventry. It looked like he did his hamstring, so I would probably chalk him up to AWC after a World Cup. That's what we're just going to shorten it up. AWC. You could put him on there, Sandy Barge, probably half the Jaden Bolo, half the freaking team. I mean, you hope that after the World Cup with everybody healed, we're like, you know, set to go on one hell of a run, but. Yeah, I mean, for about fifteen games, and then everybody gets hurt again, and we just try to get, we just try and get <laughs> as far out as possible, and hold on for dear life. <laughs> Twenty-second minute, United win a free kick about thirty yards out. Norwood goes for goal, but it's high by about five or six feet. Twenty-fifth minute, Pookie passes to Gibson outside the box, who tries a shot that is relatively easily saved by Davies. 30th minute, Basham makes a small mistake by not heading a ball out that was played over the top and heads it right to Ramsey. He gets it to Sargent, who's basically wide open in the box, and he fires a shot that is saved pretty well by Davies, though whether it went off of his body or you know he intended to make that, that save with his chest there, I mean, that's a point of contention. You can say, look, he did what you're taught to do. He made himself big, and the ball refl- like deflected off of him and out yeah. for a corner. I when that ball dropped to Josh Sargent, I for sure as I like, do, there's no way he's missing this. This is gonna be three 0 And then Davo came out of nowhere and just made the state save. He, like you said, he made he made himself big and just oh let us off right there. God, because that would have sucked if we went down three. That would have that would have took the entire wind out of the sails. There would have been no comeback. That yeah. that game would have been over at halftime. Yeah, definitely, definitely. 32nd minute, Baltuck on the right, cuts into the middle of the pitch towards the top of the box. He passes for Fleck, who gets it over to Osborne on the left-hand side. He passes for Norwood just inside the box, who tries a shot that is blocked out, but only as far as Basham. He gets it down in the channel to Osborne, and he fizzes in a pretty good cross for Brewster, who gets ahead to it, but it's just over the bar. And, I mean, that was kind of emblematic there. Uh, the first half, you know, just not really able to do much. And when we did get a good cross, um, we just couldn't head it on frame. And Brewster gets that on frame. I think it's a goal. 
Yeah. If, if he can put that steer that ball on, on goal, that probably goes in, but you know, it, we didn't have a shot and you'll talk about our first saved shot in this game. We, you know, we were in and around the box and in and around the goal, but we didn't have a shot saved until the 40th minute. Yeah. And it's pretty crazy. It's like, you know, we had we started to grow into the game because it, it's like we almost woke up after the second goal went in, and we started to get a little bit more foothold in the in the the game. And Norwich was almost conceding us possession now. So, I, mean, I guess to a certain extent, we started to turn the screw a little bit, and you know the the attempts started coming more on the regular instead of hit or miss. And you know, you you got to take. Every one of your shots, you got you you got to take them all, you know, as many as you can at least. And we we have to put we had to put their goalkeeper in their back line under a little bit of pressure, and we didn't do that for a majority of the first half. Yeah, yeah, I I agree with you, and you know that's that was the tale of uh, the tale of it right there. You know, yeah. I mean, we just could not get anything going in their half. Yeah, thirty six minute Brewster gets it to McAtee, who has a shot that curls wide and is too high 40th minute finally we get that first shot on frame as you mentioned ben osborne put in a great cross that bounced off of a few players in the box before falling to norwood he passes to sharp who gets it right back to norwood who has a shot about 14 yards out and it is saved by gun not sure if that was headed for the side netting but gun parries it out anyway norwood gave away a free kick just outside the box um, from a norwich perspective there Nunez takes it, but it hits Ahmed Hadzic um, as part of the wall and goes out for a corner. And then right at the death of the first half, four minutes into stoppage time, United win a free kick in a good position down the right-hand side, parallel with the byline um, on the right. Norwood takes it, and after being headed several times, finds Osborne, who takes a shot that's like deflected three times, and it just kind of dribbles in on gun. If that had any more pace, I think it might have gone in, but um, a last-ditch save effort from gun, and that that's halftime there. And as you mentioned, you know, you said on the Chef United way watch-along that we were in trouble and that you didn't think we were going to get back into this one. Yeah, I thought it was over. I thought it was three points, Canaries. See you later, Thanks for showing up, but boy, was I wrong. Yep. And then as we had mentioned previously, Njaye replaced McAtee. And, you know, I mean, what a substitution that was. I thought I thought Njaye was really good. He didn't contribute, you know, on the score sheet at all. But, um, I mean, he does the little things, you know. Njaye. He was creative. He, he definitely, the, the creativity meter just jumped through the roof when he came into the game. Because it was almost like, the, and I said this on the, the watch along it was like he was almost trying to will us back in the game and was going to try and like drag us to a win because when it's level at 2-2 later in the match he has a play where he splits like four or five defenders yep and yep. almost got gets a shot off and i was like dude that almost went in if he would have see if he would have won that one oh man but, I mean, he, as soon as he came in the second half, you could tell the team had changed. Definitely, definitely. Um, you know, Norwich had a really good start to the second half in spite of that, though. Several good attacks. And then a penalty shout for a tackle by Balduck on Cantwell. He basically, like, bungled him over in the box. But I think Cantwell went down a little too easy for 
you know, the ref to give a pen there. Um, and then the first real chance uh, came to United in the 52nd minute as Fleck down the left-hand side put in a cross that Brewster is able to get ahead to, but not a good shot as the ball goes to the right of goal. Um, and then a ball was played over the top for Sharp, who gets to it. He was taken down by uh, Hadley, and then uh, Hadley promptly kicks Sharp in the leg. I, did you see that? Yeah, it was kind of a weird camera angle because it's off way. Like the video I saw it, I didn't see it live, but I saw it was somewhere on Twitter or whatnot. He was he was in the corner, and yeah, he just kicks out at him. It's like, what's going on here? And that's one thing I want to say too. Norwich almost were trying to make this like they were in the Premier League because they kept falling over everything and anything. It's like they would trip on air and they wanted to foul a free kick, a yellow card, somebody's a penalty. It's like, and then they really started to time waste, man. I don't know if it was anybody else saw this, but taking time, just laying, arriving around on the ground. I was like, I, I made a joke of this in the second half. I was like, there's probably going to be like 10 minutes added time and let alone it was seven. But I was like, damn, as much time as, as Norris spent late on the ground in the second half, it was well worth seven minutes. I mean, I mean, you know, we have that song, the take your time song. Yeah. I mean, specifically for Norwich because that's their game. That's how they play. And, you know, it's shit football. It's, I mean, not proper football at all. No. But that's how they play. So, you know, you have to know it's coming. You have to know when you play Norwich, if they have a lead. Um, you know, in, in, in a game that's close, they're going to take their sweet ass time. Or if they have, if they have a draw in a game where they, uh, you know, they don't feel like they're going to get a second goal or they're going to get a, a winning goal. They, they take their sweet fucking time. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, uh, 62nd minute ball duck down the right hand side. He floats one into the box for sharp. Uh, he takes a shot that is blocked and luckily it falls to Ben Osborne, who slots it into the back of the net, and it is game on 2-1 at that point to Norwich City. Um, Well-taken goal by Osborne, his first goal in almost a year. I think his uh, his last goal was actually a year ago today. I think it was uh, against, I want to say it was Barnsley last year at Oakwell, yeah. right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it sounds familiar. Uh, but yeah, I mean, a well-taken goal by Ozzy, and after having a pretty terrible first half, he gets on the score sheet, and he played the entire game, didn't he? He, he did. ended up playing the f- full 90, so yeah, I mean, a lot of people wanted him whipped off at halftime, and you know, you just a little bit of resilient, resilience by the old little spark plug, and he found the back of the net. 64th minute, McBurney replaces Brewster, and... You know, just after that 64th minute there, uh, a ball was put over the top. It somehow gets past four United defenders, and Hanley almost had an easily headed goal, but it goes out of play, and um, it's kind of the, like, wipe the sweat off your brow sort of moment there for United. Um, 68th minute, ball played over the top for McBurney. He passes to Sharp at the top of the box, who finds Doyle, who fires from outside the box. It dips right in front of Gunn, and he makes a relatively easy save there. And then, and then, Norwood puts an 
absolute beauty of a cross in for Egan, who heads the ball back stick, far post for McBurney, who just slide tackles the ball like off the post and then into the back of the net. Um, but we'll take it. You know, you and I both thought we were dead and buried at 2-0, but we brought it all the way back and equalized there. I mean, that just, I, I think there was a lot of fight in the team, you know, in that second half. And you're, I'm proud of the boys. It's It sucks that we couldn't get a winner, but at least we didn't concede, you know? Yeah, and that's what I was, that was a question I was going to pose to you, Noah. What is, is this a story of a Norwich team that blows a two-goal lead or a the story of a Sheffield United team that, comes back from a two-goal lead, which is the more the narrative, the blown the, the two-goal latter. lead? The, the latter rather than the former. I, th- I think we fight and claw our way back into this rather than Norwich, you know, easily conceding two goals. I I, I mean, look, we I think we had the majority of the possession, the majority of the chances in that second half. And, I mean, we could be telling a very, very different story right now if that penalty is not saved, if that goal goes in by Pookie to get his hat trick, I mean, yeah. we're we're talking a very, very different story here. But, um, you know, I think this is the story of us crawling, clawing, fighting back uh, to draw level. And, you know, I said at the end of the game, you know, I, I mean, it, at halftime, I would have snatched your arm off for a point. And sure enough, that's what happened. Yeah, yeah. That's why you got to play both halves, man. You just can't concede it. At, at halftime to being dead and buried, you know, albeit we are playing, you know, I think they're ahead of us in promotion favorites right now. But, yeah, you would have thought we would, you know, promotion favorites don't go ahead and blow a two-goal lead in the second half of, uh, of a pretty key fixture. Well, I mean, they're not even in the top two right now, Norwich, you know? No, they're below us, aren't they? They're seventh. We're they're fifth. Seventh. They're wow. seventh. I mean, so it's pretty playoff, amazing. If the season ended right now, we would be in and they would be out. What does yeah. that say? Oh, wow. Yeah. It's crazy because it was a two-horse race not like three weeks ago between us and them. Yeah, exactly. And, we were. It know, was like, it's going to be over. Of, a series of wins from Rovers and QPR, and, you know, that's the way the cookie crumbles. They're up at the top. Yeah. How things have changed. Mad League. This is such a mad league. I mean, I love it. I absolutely yep. love the championship, but it is crazy sometimes. That's that's one thing I said during the watch along as as well is I I love this league week in and week out. And yeah, I understand everybody wants to go to the Premier League, but I would much rather be competitive in this league than going up. I understand it's all about money and everything's driven by money, but finishing bottom three next year compared to finishing top eight next year, that would be much funner than, than, you know, getting going up and then going right back down. Yeah. Unless we're going to be a yo-yo team. Yeah. I, I, well, I mean, ideally you want to build to what Burnley were for the longest time in the premier league where, you know, you just are consistently not getting, you know, you're placing 16th, 17th, and not getting relegated, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Anyway, 76th minute, Hernandez tries a shot from outside the box that misses to the left. 77th minute, Nunez receives a pass from Hernandez outside the box and tries a shot that is high. 
And then there was a penalty shout as Norwood finds Njaye downfield who beats four or five defenders marauding into the box, is taken down in the box, nothing given. And, you know, to be honest with you, I think that probably would have been a pretty soft pen had that been given. Yeah, I would agree with that. 83rd minute, Balduck put in a really good cross that found Billy Sharp, who turned, shot, and it goes over the bar. 85th minute, after an amazing effort from Osborne to keep the ball in, after it looked to be like Shirley rolling out for a goal kick, he floats one in for McBurney, who gets ahead to it, and Gunn has to make an amazing save to keep the game level. And then... 86 minute down at the other end Liam Gibbs receives the ball is tackled just outside the area should have been a foul there Nunez gets on the ball Egan fouls him in the box and the ref thinks for a second he points to the spot it's a penalty we know what happens next Pookie on a hat trick steps up takes a I mean kind of a poor penalty to be honest with you like to the keepers left and it's saved it is a good save by Davies making up for his goalkeeping error earlier in the game. And man, I, I, I was, I was in my car, just like driving to work, listening to it when that happened. And, um, you know, I was like, fuck yeah, go on Davies. Like it was was, unbelievable. It was one of those deals. I, you know, I had almost conceded we were going to give up a goal because it was pokey. And he was like, Oh, okay. This is going to be a hat trick. This will be written for the. This will be written in the headlines tomorrow. Pookie a hat trick, Norwich win, and then it was just an absolute horrid penalty. I mean, I've seen some absolutely terrible taken penalties from not only Norwich but the Blades. Every it seems like every team in this league cannot score penalties, and yeah. it's just like, man, these are. I mean, even in, like, the Prem and stuff this year, I've seen a lot of missed penalties, and it's just, like, poor, 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 poorly taken, you know, penalties. I I thought that was one of the easiest things in the game. But, man, they are surely making it really hard. Yep, yep. Well, we'll take it. I mean, we had one more chance in this game in the 94th minute. Osborne on the left-hand side put in yet another amazing cross. McBurney gets his head perfectly to it, but he heads it down and like right into the goalkeeper, Gunn, who makes the save. And, you know, that was really it full time. And like we said earlier, draw probably the right result there. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, great fight back from the lads. I mean, it was just, it's just, to see that there's some fight in us, you know, only helps us go on this weekend when we face West Brom. And, you know, hopefully we can get back to winning ways and get three points on the board, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we have to. I see this as a game that we have to win, man. Yeah. Absolutely I- have to win against West Brom at the weekend. Um, before we get into previewing that, who is your man of the match in this one? Um,. I'm going to say I'm going to say McBurney because and I think he got the club's man in the match but you know he just came on and you know either side of the keeper on one of those headers and we probably win this thing 3-2 but I mean just comes back into the side and the revelation of Oliver McBurney just keeps you know keeps changing so He's looking good, a man on form, and he keeps bagging goals. Everything you can ask for out of a striker right now. Yeah, yeah. I 
I, I'm kind of inclined to agree with you. McBurney was great. Um, I, if we're going to give it just to the second half performance, I got to go with Benno. I thought Benno yeah. was phenomenal in the second half. Bagged a goal, like almost had himself a couple of assists there. Um, floated in some really nice crosses. His positioning was better in that second half. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it really was a tale of two halves from Ben Osborne. So we move on. Uh, we have a upcoming game this Saturday. It is away at the Hawthorns at West Bromwich Albion. And, you know, that's a 1230 BST start. And, oh, my goodness, that's 430 a.m. for me. So... Uh, I'm probably not going to catch this one. Unfortunately, I will probably be sleeping because I'm going to a Halloween party the night before. So uh, there's no way I'm going to be able to catch this one, unfortunately. But another very important game, West Bromwich Albion. Um, been on some bad form, man. They've been really, really bad. They're basically, you know, with the exception of Coventry now propping up, or I'm sorry, with the exception of Huddersfield, you know, they're they're in a relegation position, which I never thought I would say about West Bromwich Albion. I expected them to be, you know, up closer to the top, closer to the playoff picture at the very least. But yeah. in their last game against Millwall away, they lost 2-1. They lost at home to Bristol City before that. They beat Reading away 2-0, which is interesting. Drew, uh, drew at home to Luton, lost to Preston away and then lost uh, at home before that to Swansea 3-2. So, yeah, their last six, they have only won one game, and they've lost four. So this is a good time to be playing, uh, you know, this West Brom side. Not a lot of confidence. Um, Steve Bruce, no longer the manager over there. Who Who is their manager right now? Richard Beal has came in in the last couple of games, and, you know, he hasn't had the fortunes to change their – they're uh, getting back to winning ways. And, and like you say, you know, you look at the table, no, nobody had West Brom down here. Nobody. Everybody at the beginning of the season, obviously, with Steve Steve Bruce, I had them, you know, near the top of the table playoffs. But, I mean, they're just – they've been terrible. And, honestly, I always hate playing West Brom. I think this might be the game that we can get him. You know, like how – remember when they, we played them last year and they absolutely beat the brakes off of us? Wasn't it like 4-0 at the Hawthorns? Yeah. So it yeah. always brings back that bad memory now that we're going to go back to the Hawthorns and, and play them. And we've already played them once a season in the, the Nobody Cares Cup. And, well, we lose 1-0, I think. That was really early in the season. But, yeah, I – uh, a team that's been on this bad of form over the last five or six games shouldn't scare me. And I mean, I, now, now, granted, we've been on absolutely terrible form, but I think we have the better players than them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm inclined to agree with you. I mean, how how do you see West Brom lining up in in this upcoming match? Well, they they lined up with a oh they they lost Kyle Bartley on this in in, in this game too. Yeah, that's a huge for, hole for them. Yeah, yeah, he, they lost. Their, he's a center back, so yeah, he's uh, uh, two yellows, and he he's suspended for this one. But it looks like they line up with a three four three. You know, you got Grant up up front, Carlin Grant, uh, John Swift, their front three, and Mister Jed Walsh, who seems to always score goals against us. So yeah, 
it's gonna be it's gonna be really tough because Jed Wallace and, and okay, their front three are all on three goals apiece. So nine right. the nine goals out of twenty they've scored have come from their front three. So that's where we're Car- gonna have Carlin to stop Grant them. has Carlin Grant, I think, has four goals, right, this season. Oh no, it's what, what I'm looking at right now has them listed as having three goals. Maybe that's in the um it, you know in, in the league. Com- yeah, comp or maybe it's compiled of yeah. all league and in cup games. But I mean, nonetheless, we're still gonna have to stop their front three because they have goals in there. So that's right. gonna be a little bit of a worrisome, you know, for us considering our defensive woes over the last couple of games. Yeah. And then, you know, Grady Diangana, he can come off the bench in the midfield. Um, and he is a distributor. Three yeah. assists, two goals already in this young season. So he's a dangerman for them as well. So I I mean, I think that you're right. This is one that is winnable, I think, with them being just so poor and their form being so bad. I mean, we've been on awful form as well, but um, you know, you have two teams both on bad form. Um, but they've been more consistently bad throughout this season. Yeah, and it's one thing if you put West Brom in our shoes against Norwich, I don't see think you see West Brom come and call back against Norwich. I think yeah. Norwich probably went out run out three nil winners and that one that game, you know, ends three nil and West Brom doesn't really show any life. So I think I like our players and, and that's just that's not having my red and white glasses on. It's it's almost taking it a, a glance or taking a look at the game from afar, you know. For sure. How how do you see United lining up in this one? Oh man. Well, since we have an entire week off between games, I think we're gonna see the likes of Tommy Doyle come back in. I yep. think and is gonna come back in, and I think McBurney's gonna is going to come in, and I think that means McAtee, Brewster, and probably Sharp miss out in this one. And I think the rest of the lineup kind of stays the same. Maybe McAtee swaps. Maybe McAtee and and Fleck kind of change positions, or Doyle goes in for Fleck, and then McAtee and Indai up, like, paired next to each other in in McBurney, the lone striker. I don't know. We'll have to see. But you never know. They we could have some injury players come back that you know might factor into the fold. So it's at this point right now. I think I said this a couple of pods ago. It's so hard to pick this lineup with his. You know, we don't know if somebody could pick up an injury. So it's so hard to pick our lineup right now. Yeah, I, I think maybe I don't, I'm not sure if he's ready. But if Jack Robinson is is good to go, maybe yeah. you give Jackie Longthrow a start at left uh, left center back there. Yeah, that's what that's what I was also going to say too. I wonder if it's time to to pull Bash out and just give him a little bit of a you know mental and physical rest and put Jackie Longthrow in there. And, and you know we've seen it time and time again, Jackie Longthrow. Although he's coming back from injury, he's been solid at that back at, at yeah. that left side center back. So I don't know. It's so tough to say right now. Yeah, I, I mean, I I have basically the same lineup that you just kind of threw out there, you know, with the one exception being Basham out and Jackie Long throw back in. How about a score prediction from you there, Chad? Oh, man. 
I mean, we've scored goals in the last couple of games. We scored – well, we got shut out against Coventry, but still we scored three against Blackpool, two against Norwich. I'll go with solid 2-0. I don't think – I think our back line is going to be a little bit more defensively sound and solid at the back. And I think McBurney will get another goal, and I think Tommy Doyle gets one. I like it. I like it. I want to see more goals from Tommy Doyle. Yeah. I'm going to say 2-1. I'm going to say Njaye gets one, and uh, I'll go with Ahmed Hodzic. Ahmed Hodzic is going to get one, and then Jed Wallace is going to get his goal against us because he always fucking does. Of course. (laughs) Well, I think that's just about all the time that we have for this episode of the Red Half of Sheffield. Uh, Chad, where can the people find you on social media? They can find me at cjarvis underscore 13 on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow me, Noah Snyder, at sunpuck on Instagram and at nestman930 on Twitter. If you haven't done so already, please go ahead and give the pod a follow on social media at the Red Half of Sheffield on Facebook and at Red Sheffield on Twitter. So until this weekend when we play West Bromwich Albion at the Hawthorns, It is a 12.30 BST start. Up the blades, Chad. Up the blades. Come on, you red and white wizards.